Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And on this family day, it is time now for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi, and happy family day. Happy family day to you. It feels like this has been around for a long time, but 11 years isn't really that long. No, the first uh, family day in BC was in 2013. Uh, Premier Christy Clark, remember her? She brought it in. Uh, she promised it, actually, in her bid for the leadership of the BC Liberals. And when she became Premier in 2011, they enacted it, brought in the first one in 2013, I suppose it's a coincidence that that was also an election year in British Columbia, but it got Clark off to a good start. And as we're often reminded by BC Liberals, she won that election against all expectations and predictions, including mine. And no doubt the Liberals will be reminding us of that now that they call themselves BC United many, many times this year. Don't believe the opinion polls. Uh, Don't count them out until the votes are counted because that was the lesson of 2013. And that that whole campaign started with Family Day. So there you go. That's very true. I also remember being very surprised by that because the business community was not happy with this idea. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. There's there's some things that the business community does, which I guess they feel they have to go through the motion. So every time you raise... The minimum wage, the business community grumbles that it will actually cost jobs and lead employers to lay people off because they can't afford the higher wages. And they usually grumble when there's a new statutory holiday as well because it affects productivity. I guess it does affect productivity, but I remember the reaction at the time starting with my colleagues in the news uh, business and the press gallery, which was Christy Clark's giving us a day off, you know. Now, I know that you and I don't actually have a day off no. at CKNW today, but, uh, you know, even so, um, it's family day. It's uh, something to celebrate. Simi, uh, our grandchild is here in Victoria Aww. today. And in the spirit of family day, we've allowed him to bring his parents with him. So it's That's big be, of you. That's really It's going to be a great day. Uh, it'll be a great celebration. I'm lucky uh, at my employer, the Vancouver Sun, we do get the day off. So there you go. That's right. the private sector for it. Okay. I, I also remember, though, like the date has changed too, right? Because originally yes. it was supposed to be to help out the ski resorts. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be British Columbia if there weren't a dumb political argument associated with this. So <laughs> originally, Christy Clark created the day, and it was the second Monday in February. So midwinter holiday, and it was a different day than our neighboring jurisdictions. So Alberta's family day was a week later and President's Day in the United States, which is their holiday, was later as well. And the rationale for that was it would allow uh, BC uh, ski resorts and tourist attractions to get, um, for British Columbians to come on BC's family day and then A week later, when everybody else was having their holiday, those people would be able to come to BC and, 
use our facilities. So they'd get like two Mondays out of the two long weekends out of the tourism industry. Uh, John Horgan became premier and he sort of swatted that idea aside and said, we're switching the day so it coincides with everybody else. And Horgan's argument, also political, was you got people in British Columbia that want to get together on the long weekend with their friends and family in Alberta or friends and family in Washington state. And right. so we're all going to have the same holiday because it's damned inconvenient if they're a week apart. So that's why it is now today, okay. Monday, the third Monday in February. Uh, and here we are. Happy Family Day. Happy Family Day. We can also say, though, Vaughn, that this is kind of like the calm before the storm, right? Because this is the week yes. as well that the new legislature sitting kicks off. Yes, the pre-election session of the B.C. legislature starts uh, Tuesday with a throne speech. And it is a legislature session on the fast track. Simi, normally B.C. legislature sits for... Uh, 12 weeks in the spring. Uh, the New Democrats have knocked two weeks off that, truncated the session. It's only 10 weeks this year. And they've shortened it so much that they've pushed the throne speech and the budget right together. So Tuesday is throne speech day, the government agenda. Wednesday, a one-day breather. And budget day is Thursday. Usually there's a week between those two events, but the government, as I say, is on a fast track. They're trying to get as much done as they can and get the heck out of the legislature so they don't have to listen to the opposition anymore. And, of course, Simi, if the premier sticks to his chosen election date, which is the one in law, October the 19th, and he insists that he's going to do that, there won't be a fall session of the legislature because by the time the House would be sitting in October, we'll be in the middle of an election campaign. Okay, so then this is it. This is the big one. And I understand he gave a bit of a hint as, as how busy it's going to be. Well, he gave a hint. He had a big town hall meeting that went on forever uh, last week. Uh, it, uh, I know BC One ran some of it, uh, an awful lot of talking out in Langley, but I went through the transcript and the only real news he let go was there will be 20 bills related to the government agenda that will be presented during the session. They'll be what's in them will be hinted at in the throne speech tomorrow. Any financial details will be in the budget Thursday. The government will start tabling the legislation and all of that has to be passed before the legislature adjourns for the year on the 16th of May. All right, we're talking about the kickoff to the legislature session, which is tomorrow, and things that will be on the agenda. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun with us. So what is the priority here, Vaughn? What, what kind of hints have we heard about this? Uh, well, Premier said, you know, his uh, big four initiatives that he's been talking about since he became Premier, so housing, affordability, uh, I'm going to forget the other two, but uh, public safety is another one. And um, he's, he's talked about those many times, climate action, that we assume that that's how the session is going to come together as well. So housing, more on housing. One thing we're waiting for, Simi, is a tax change. So David Eby has been talking for some time about a tax on real estate flipping, so flippers. And 
it's been a while that he's been talking about this. He's been talking about it for 18 months since he started running for the leadership of the NDP. And we haven't seen the legislation. And what we've been hearing is it turns out that's easier to say than to define what actually constitutes a real estate flip. The legislation, I gather, will tie the concept of flipping to a timetable. So how quickly did you turn around and resell the property? It will tie it to how much the increase was, and they'll try to tax that gain away if it's a flip. But the third issue is, and this is always hard with legislation, what was your reason for doing it? I mean, sometimes people buy a house or a place or a condo or a town hall, and they turn around and fairly quickly resell it because of some change in their family or employment status, or they're suddenly moving somewhere else because one of the partners has a job somewhere else, uh, or they discover there are reasons why, uh, you know, they, they get a little surprise when they do the full inspection on the property and realize it needs a lot more work than they imagined. So I gather in crafting the legislation that all these challenges had to be addressed so the law will be fair. I think it's also fair to say, Simi, that this thing is not going to create a whole lot of housing units in British Columbia, but it will allow the New Democrats to pay, portray themselves as, you know, punching the nose of speculators as they did with the spec tax and the vacancy tax and the short-term rental tax. Uh, it it will show, the, I think, the public that's pretty angry about the housing situation uh, that the government is at least doing something. So uh, that, that bill, I assume we're going to get this session because we haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> There's another financial change coming, Simi, and this one's going to be interesting too. So the carbon tax is going up again on April the 1st. It's on a schedule and it goes up every year and the New Democrats are wedded to that say they're going to stick with it. But the premier said late last year when, you know, the carbon tax isn't as popular as it used to be. Uh, the premier said, oh, don't worry, we're going to provide credits for people so that the impact doesn't affect affordability. Well, that's a challenge. They say that's what they're going to do. And the premier hinted they might do it through some kind of a rebate through BC Hydro. So I assume that either in the throne speech or the budget this week, we will get some indication of how that's going to shake out as well. Hmm. Okay, so lots on the agenda. Isn't it interesting as well, Vaughn, this news out of Ottawa today that the Prime Minister really likes the BC Builds program? Yeah, <laughs> our colleague, Ralph Shaw, had a wonderful tweet on the weekend. I saw this, yes. If, if, you know, if the Prime Minister in trouble is going to start stealing ideas from David Eby, why don't we just make David Eby Prime Minister and let him come out with this stuff? It's a sign that, the you know, whatever you think of how the New Democrats are doing, and a lot of people approve of what they're doing, uh, they certainly are coming up with new ideas politically, and uh, some of these ideas are well worth stealing. And one of them, clearly, is the prime minister goes, you know, this BC bill thing, uh, I think uh, other provinces should do the same thing. And if they do, Ottawa is saying it will make some of its housing money and some of its financing available to other provinces that follow suit to develop these new projects, housing for the missing middle. So... A, a nice endorsement for David Eby and the New Democrats here in BC that, uh, 
even though Trudeau's not doing all that well in the polls, he's uh, going, hmm, I got to need to steal some good ideas out there and let's steal this one. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So I'm sure we'll be hearing more about that for sure. Um, also, there's a bunch of other things that I know that are on the agenda, particularly for the city of Vancouver. Yeah. They would like to see their park board situation dealt with uh, in this session. Yes, it's been some months now since Ken Sim announced that uh, he was he wanted to get rid of the elected park board, and he also acknowledged that it actually takes a change in provincial legislation. The Vancouver Charter, which is a statute of the BC uh, laws, uh, that needs to be amended to allow him to do that. And he, I think, indicated, you know, it's controversial. There's a movement against him doing it. I think it's a pretty good guess that Sim would like to get it done and over with. Uh, David Eby has been interesting on this one. He uh, initially said, well, uh, the city of Vancouver has to meet some tests. Uh, One of the things that the city of Vancouver has to do is consult, uh, as it's obliged to do, the Indigenous people and First Nations. And the second thing he said was they have to be able to show what's going to happen to the people who work for the park board, that they're not going to lose their jobs. The B.C. government is not interested in passing a law that will cost a bunch of civic workers in Vancouver their jobs. And the third thing the premier has said is that Vancouver's got to come up with a plan that uh, protects all the park facilities in the city because the provincial government, again, isn't interested in empowering that. I know the city of Vancouver has said, don't worry, we got all this in hand. I've heard from my colleague, Dan Fumano, who covers civic politics, that the uh, the, uh, mayor and his team are confident they can meet all those standards. But the last time David Eby talked about this, Simi, he said, I know this is a priority for some people in Vancouver, but it is not necessarily a priority for the provincial government. So this thing has turned Simi into a fairly bitter political debate in Vancouver. And I don't know if the New Democrats want that kind of a distraction during the legislature session. You know, you can put a bill through the House in three days. And if it's not controversial... It's just almost like rubber stamping. The legislature puts it through, it passes, and on we go. But this thing is likely to turn into a fairly nasty political debate. And I would guess that some members of the NDP uh, from Vancouver are not on Ken Sims' side on this issue. So why would they want to ease the passage of this bill through the House? I'm guessing on a shortened session, they've cut two weeks off of it, a heavy government agenda and the government wanting to get on with the year and the election, I'd be surprised if uh, David Eby does that kind of a favor to Ken Sim this year. My guess is Ken Sim is going to have to wait until next year after the election to get his legislative change if then. Interesting to watch. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.